We are really excited about our next guest. Just a quick note, the guy that's coming up that you're going to get a chance to listen to and speak, he has uh, actually completed 10 Ironman events. I made a mistake, mentioned five in my intro, but just to let you know, I got to give him a little more credit where credit is due. He's put in the yards. He's done 10 of these Ironman events. You'll hear more about it later. He pulls me up. It's a little bit of a laugh. So I hope you guys enjoy this next episode with Shane Murphy. Welcome back. Here we are. My name is Jared. I'm your Attitude Coach, and we are here today um, to speak with Mr. Shane Murphy, give you a little bit of an introduction. This is, uh, by the way, this is episode number six of the Attitude Series. And uh, Shane, I've probably known Shane now and have been in the mix with Shane over the last, I almost want to say, decade, Mm -hmm. easily 10 years. And we were just laughing earlier before we kicked off, just talking about swimming and swimming with Red Cliff Tri Club and the fact that I was probably in the slow lane while he was in the fast lane. <laughs> but Shane has, we'll get some photos up and uh, talk more about it, but Shane has been a, uh, uh, an Ironman athlete now for the better portion of those years. He's done five Ironman. Uh, he's been a qualifier for Kona. He went in, in uh, last year, qualified for Kona. Phenomenal times, which we'll get some information off of Shane about that as well. But we're very excited. This guy did not come from uh, an Ironman pedigree, so to speak. This is something that uh, he made a shift and a change. And this is all what the Attitude Series is about. Is somebody who got a little sick and tired of being sick and tired <laughs> and doing something about it. So welcome, Shane Murphy. Thank you for having me, Jerry. Hey, man. It's good to have you here. I know it's been a little bit. and um, But I, I want to kind of kick off a little bit beforehand so people who don't know Shane Mm -hmm. um, just to share a little bit about your story Mm -hmm. about how you even got involved with sport or is that something as a kid growing up from Kabulcher Narangba going through all that because you were a super sport orientated kid yeah so I guess you know I parents were you know I was lucky enough to have parents that sort of supported me in in doing whatever I wanted to do and I played a huge amount of sports growing up Um, rugby league from barefoot to sort of under thirteens and union and but baseball was really my passion when I was uh, was a, from a five year old through to late twenties I played baseball and uh, that took me took me around the world a couple of times went to America on three occasions and you know I've represented Australia in in that light as well and it was a big part of my life. Can I stop you there for yeah, a yeah. second, dude? Because that is super exciting. I that was one of the things that was a standout moment for me when you told me that you know even years ago when we first met and you were yeah. talking about like. Maybe because I opened my mouth and you're like, are you from America? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. dude, that's me. I'm from the States. He's like, I played baseball. You play yeah, baseball? Yeah, we yeah. might have talked about Pee Wee League or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I got excited about the fact that you're an Aussie who got a chance to go to the States yeah. and actually play for your play for Australia, yeah, sure. you know, so to speak, yeah, baseball. So what went, was, yeah, sorry. What was that like? Oh, it was amazing. So, I mean, the first couple of times I went there with, you know, I remember vividly uh, getting a phone call that, uh, to the classroom to get sent down the office. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. But it was my <laughs> mum on the phone asked me if I wanted to go to America on a baseball trip. And I'm like, is this a prank call? 
Um, but it, uh, yeah, so I got to go when I was 13 years old, went away with a team, uh, the Brisbane Bandits, uh, like a development team. And um, we travelled through Hawaii and I was like, you know, this 13 year old kid with eyes this big, you know, um, getting to go to major league baseball games. It was, it, was a, it was a stunning time. And I did that again when I was 15 and I was getting, you know, better and better at the game. And then uh, lucky enough, when I was uh, 17 to, uh, to yeah, make the first, first Australian side. And then second year I made the Australian side, we went to the World Championships in, in Canada. So, wow. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an amazing time playing against, you know, these Cuba and, you know, Taipei. It was, it was an amazing experience. Very cool. Very mm. cool. And baseball, I mean, it hasn't completely left your blood, though, no, has it? No. No. It's funny, my two boys, uh, out of all the sports that I've played, you know, I've never pushed them into anything, and, and baseball's the one that they've picked up. So they're pretty passionate about it as well. I was only at the rep trials yesterday with my oldest boy, and yeah. you know, they're, uh, they're loving it. So, um, but yeah, they've got, uh, got, a, got a passion for it, and it's nice to be back involved. And I, I coached them the last couple of years, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to give some back as well. The stuff that I've taken in um, through my years of getting coached by good coaches, been able to give a little bit of that back. Awesome. I did mm. see some pictures. You're big on Facebook. So, I mean, I yeah. know there's some pictures in it. And obviously, with your permission, I think, is, mm. is one of your boys, is he taller than you now? Oh, he's a monster. I don't know yeah. where he got it from. Yeah. He's yeah. like, he's got a foot on me now. Oh, well, so, there you go. If you didn't look like me, I'd be starting <laughs> to ask questions, you know. <laughs> Full bugger. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, sporting background, grew up in Caboolture. Um, I always think about these areas, you know, because people that stay in their same area and they yeah. stay they stay where they grew up and went to Caboolture High School, yep. uh, which is also a few other famous people went to Caboolture yeah, High yeah. School too. But um, so, what is it about? What is it about the area? What is it about the sport? What is it about? You know, that's yeah. kept you involved in all of that. Well, I think, uh, yeah, we've got some, uh, at work, we've got the North Side and the South Side gang. And I think if you're on one side of the river, you tend to stay there your whole life. But, you know, it was Caboolture was one of those places that were like, we've got to get out of here, you know. And we've, we've literally gone 10Ks down the road to Narangbar. But <laughs> it, it's a great spot, you know. It's only half an hour to the <clears> sunny coast, half an hour to the city. So it's, um, place-wise, it's, it's great good training ground you know to be able to go uh go north or go south or go uh go west it's uh, there's plenty of uh plenty of training areas for us um to uh, to get amongst it but you know i think family as well has probably kept us pretty close um yeah my brother and my sister live within two kilometers of my house and my mum and mum isn't too far away so my dad's he's disappeared up to up to Pune, but um so he's a bit more of a trek but yeah i think I think that's, uh, you know, Manny's family's close by as well. So I think that's probably the one thing that sort of has held us where we are. And, and hey, there's worse places to live, that's for sure. I think it's pretty cool. I think mm. it's pretty cool. I feel pretty lucky about being in Australia. But I think, mm. you know, that area up there, you're right, north side, yeah. south side. Um, now I live on the west side. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in saying that, very great area. Some of the stuff that I know you're passionate about is we talk about sport. We talk about, you know, coaching, training, mm -hmm. all that. Um and we talked about this a little bit beforehand, and I wanted to get your take on it for people that are listening. Is um, and we'll, we'll we'll answer some more questions in a second, but I want to get your take on mm. haven't got enough time. Yeah, haven't sure. got enough time because people are talking to you about that every now and then because of what you've achieved. Yeah, in this in this period to be able to go from Shane Murphy, you know, ten years ago to Shane Murphy today, mm. there's been an evolution. Yeah, for sure. you. Yeah, and a lot of that is you've had to be very, you've had to prioritize your 100%. schedule and between family and work commitments and making a decision to make a decision. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know that you, it's the it's the it's the age old saying is you know I wish I had time you know and it can be for anything it doesn't have to always be sport but I wish I had more time for my kids I wish I had more time for that if you if you want to find the time it, it's there you just got to yeah make some adjustments in your in your life to uh, to look and find it so. 
you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. I get sucked in every now and then to a series with the wife, but it's one of those things that, you know, if you, if you want time, it's, it's there, it's just not sitting in front of the TV or if it is, you may be on the, on the wind trainer to get it done, you know? So, uh, but it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it is, it is there if you want, if you want it. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of hours in the morning before people actually have to go, uh, to go to work to, to get stuff done and, and plenty of hours after as well. So with it, you know, find that fine mix of, you know, um, of family, not losing sight of family and all the rest of it because this, this crazy sport does uh, cause some dramas if you, if you go in too deep and you don't have the support of the family as well, which is a massive one for me. Absolutely. We were speaking on the phone. You were talking about this and it made me, it made me reflect on a mentor that I had in the past that said to me, you're either single or you're married. You make a decision and then mm. your business life will go forward. Yep. And the same thing revolved around triathlon when I think about how destructive triathlon in yeah. its own right can be oh, for couples out there if yeah. you don't have a supportive couple yep. on a journey to get you to that place mm-hmm. uh it can be it can be super challenging for you yeah. guys to hold it together and but you have been able to maneuver through that successfully over the years so how do, yeah. how do you guys man how do you and mandy manage that um i think uh like i involve her in all the decisions yep. um you know when uh, right from the get-go uh, Mary Jackson, we talked about, you know, she was my first coach in triathlon and, and she, um, you know, she, she started a group for the, for the, for the partners, you know, yeah. and uh, when we go, particularly when we're going to our first Ironman, she was, she was talking to them as much as she was talking to us to say, right, this is the situation, this is what you're going to be feeling because she's been through it a hundred times and, and understands it. So I think that was a, was a great help. And, um, you know, I've always, yeah, say, when I changed up coaches, um, you know, M- Mandy was at that first meeting with my new coach, and you know, she she, she has to to buy into it as well. Otherwise, you know, and I've always said that to anyone, you know, getting into and looking to doing Ironman. So if you if your wife's not on board, don't don't do it. You know, it's not worth it at the end of the day. So, you know, it's it's you got to have you got to have that support, or it's or it is very difficult. And I've always always had that. And, um, you know, I've been able to go and chase down some big goals. That's cool, man. Mm. That's very cool. Kudos to Mandy. She's not here right now, but uh, what is this for Mandy? Mandy, we'll see you next time. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's super important. And also, you know, because you've got a young family mm. as well. Absolutely. And you got to work around them. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah I, um, yes, I did my first Ironman in 2014. And I think uh, my little girl was – she was only a, a toddler, basically. And, and my oldest boy was probably – Jeez, he would have been, uh, what are we talking? Yeah, nine. Uh, so I had nine, six, and three with Mandy on the sidelines, you know, with them three trying to control them while I'm, you know, running around like an idiot. And, and uh, yes, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's got a lot, be honest, it's got easier as, as they've got older, for sure, because they, you know, they were disappointed when I didn't go back to Port Macquarie this year because that was their holiday, you know. So, right. you know, I did, did, uh, did four of them in a row and, and uh, four cans in a row, and it, uh, it's just become the norm for them. And, you know, I guess I've always always played sport and I've always been one through my rugby union, rugby league, baseball. If I commit to something, I, I commit to it. And that's something Mandy, you know, accepted early on that, um, you know, no, I, I'm... I'm I'm part of this and and I've you know from a team team side of things and then when it went to individual and that's one thing I talk about a bit as well is I, I really love the challenge of triathlon because you know you go out and play footy and you get beaten by 30 points and you go Shit, if he had have picked that ball up or if he hadn't have missed that tackle you know like are you always pointing fingers at other people but triathlon it's you're on your own and you get out what you put in and and uh you know race day you got no one else to blame that's exactly right mm. that's exactly right it's a very individual sport mm. You know, and you got to get better at it. You know, yeah. well, some people do, some people try it. Yeah, and, you sure. know, Move on. Yeah. Um, if we back up for a second, mm. there was um, prior to kicking off, one of the things that I was amazed about was 
the transition, because we all go through life and we have certain things that stop us from yeah. pursuing our interest. And, and one of my interests has always been sport, but yeah. it's also been running. And I got stuck into doing business for a number of years and yep. I lost my way, which is how I found Red Cliff Tri Club down the track sure. and got involved. Um, I was looking at some of your previous photos and we'll yeah. pop some up anyways for people to be able to see this. But um, you had got to a stage in mm. your life mm. where you were literally over and, and you're, how tall are you? Uh, not very tall, I'm 68. Yeah, yeah, and you were 110? 100, yeah, pushing 105 to 110, yeah. Yeah, kilos. KGs, yeah. And so there's a, there's this a photograph of a, you know, <laughs> a triathlete. A red triathlete. A red tri-suit, yeah. Red boat cover, maybe. Yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly it. Um, for you to get to that point, yeah. um, what was happening in your life that you just uh, um, Yeah, it was that? nothing nothing negative in my life, to be honest. Um, you know, I... I uh, I worked in sports stores and, uh, you know, sport was my passion. My dad said, well, make that your life, you know, at the end of the day. And I'm like, okay, take it on board. And worked in sports stores for a, uh, for my teenage years, which were always very supportive of, um, you know, my sport as well when I had to go away or whatever. And, um, you know, I, uh, I then took on a sales reps role. Yeah. And that's kind of where it all started, you know, that it was the easy option to go through the drive through and, you know, you got a passion for McDonald's maybe, I don't know. Hey, you're, <laughs> you're speaking to some listeners right yeah, now, yeah, I mean, and, no and that's, and it, you're absolutely right, it's yeah. easy just to take the drive through it's easy to pick up a takeaway, sure. it's easy to do all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and when, when cash is tight too, you know, you think of, you know, I can go buy a $9 sandwich or I can get a meal here, you know, for six bucks, it was like, you know, that mentality was just the easy option was to go through the drive through and, and that, you know, that does sneak up on you, and then, uh, yeah, one one day I just looked at, kept looked in the mirror and then you know lucky enough to work with a with a brand Asics that um, you know you know creates you know healthy lifestyle and I was with them for a long time as a big unit as well and and I'm standing on the sidelines of races where we'd go to work at Malulaba uh, or Noosa or the Gold Coast Marathon just watching right. people out there achieving and I'm like I need a piece of that and I just <clears> looked in the mirror and you know didn't like what I saw and it made a change. That's that's great, man. Because you know mm. what? So it was, and I I had no idea that that's yeah. where you were. You know, advertising and 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 mm. you'd seen that. So visually, mm. you took a look at yourself. Yeah, and you sure. said, I've got to yeah. I got to do something about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And um, one thing I I think I've uh, I've read or, or whether I made it up or not, but you know, like the the mirror can be your, your greatest motivator at the end of the day because everyone likes to look good. Yeah. You know, and that's something that you can you can take a look at and wonder whether you whether you're happy and and whether I can make some changes. You know, Shane, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just me, but you know, I feel very fortunate um, that that I'm not packed on the weight over mm. the years and that my, my transition has changed. But I was walking yesterday, mm. and this is what I was trying to think about. I was walking yesterday through uh, some tennis courts down at UQ, Yep. and there was a guy down there playing tennis with another guy. One guy looked like me, and, and he kind of, you know, same frame, and then another guy looked like he was about 130 kilos. Yeah. But the guy that was 130 kilos was hitting the ball like like a pro yeah. he was all over the court like yeah. a pro and all i could think and this guy would have been in his 30s all i could think about was he must have learned how to play tennis as a younger yeah, sure. younger kid mm -hmm. and then just things yeah. life got yeah, in the yeah. way yeah, and yeah, he no got doubt. to that point and yeah. now he's trying to get back yeah sure and and you must see that quite a yeah, bit absolutely. as a as a development mm, coach mm, mm. where people are trying to get back to a former 
sure. place where yeah. they're at. And yeah. are you are you coming across that right yeah, now? Yeah, hundred percent. I see it um, so much when I'm around the events as well. You know, you see people with so much, uh, I guess, potential and and talent that they've they've grown up with, and you see it in the pool a fair bit as well. You can see that people are, are good swimmers, but they've they've have packed on the weight a little bit so and that can be through all different reasons it's not just you know like i just went out and ate as ate myself stupid um <laughs> yeah. there can be a lot of you know mental things there as well as uh, as physical um and health uh so you know you can't just pigeonhole you just eat too much food that's what you need to stop it's uh, there's probably more to it in a lot of cases but you know it's it's one of those things that uh, you can you can go and you can go and make some small changes to make to get big results as well yeah but yeah 100 percent see it uh, see it in a lot of places what was your what was your attitude back then if, if we go back to you sitting on the mm. sidelines at maluba watching mm. these athletes go by what was your attitude towards what was happening in front of you with triathlon? Yeah, well, I think, you know, when I first started, uh, you know, swimming, uh, swimming with Redcliffe, um, you know, I, uh, I couldn't swim 50 meters. And uh, Jacko, the coach, was constantly telling me to slow down. I'm like, slow down, I'll drown. You know, I just need to get to the end as fast as possible, you know. And I guess at the end, I come up like a big breech whale and, and take a big deep breath. But, um, but, you know, that was the thing. I, that was the one thing that scared me. The run and the bike, you know, you could, you could bumble your way through that, but you, you, can't, you can't drown on the bike, you know. Um, so I'm standing on the sidelines in Little by Triathlon watching, you know, big units come down the finish line. I'm like, whoa, if that guy can do it, surely I could, you know. Like, and I had mates from work, you know, like, just do it, just do it, you know. Um, so, uh, so it started small at the old bribey try and then, and then worked it up from there. So, yeah. yeah. And that's, and, and that's, that's such a great starting ground too. hundred mm, percent. So you don't recommend people going straight to Ironman? No, it does happen though. <laughs> yeah. It happens a lot. It does. But, and I think that's probably just people can sign up for them mm, nowadays. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What's your take yeah. on that as far as like, do you think that maybe they should go ahead and, you know, take the time to go into sprint, Olympic, half, and then full? I think that's the way to do it because, I mean, it's it's one of those things that, you know, for my for my time in the in the sport, it's you've always got something else out there as well where if you go out and go jump straight into an Ironman and you, you hate it, well, you're done. That's your last triathlon you'll ever do sort of thing. So I think all the excitement I talk to people about, you know, in, in coaching and then just talking to people in the sport is – is they, they're excited about, you know, getting to their first half and getting to their first you know, marathon or, or whatever it may be. And, you know, even just their first um, sprint distance triathlon, you know, the excitement is the same for all the different distances. And, yeah. and uh, I guess the jubilation at the end of the, and end of the race is, is the same as well. They, you know, you still feel that same sense of, uh, um, you know, achievement, whether it be a sprint distance or a half Ironman or a full Ironman. But I, I strongly, you know, think that uh, yeah doing that uh, progression is the best way to get the best result at the other end and and still enjoy the sport as well and longevity yeah cool mm. are you still are you still being coached right now i'm back on program as of tomorrow okay uh, i'm heading to a to a new new challenge so um but uh yeah so i've i've had a bit of a breather since kona and um and i've been training but i've been sort of coaching myself and it's yeah. something that i've uh, yeah, become passionate about as well Awesome. How do you do that, man? I've never been. I've never been that good at you know. Like, I've been better when I've had a program and yeah, I'm being yeah. coached than if I just kind of half-heartedly, yeah, you know, sure. follow something. How do you, how do you um, do that? You know, for yourself to be as disciplined as you are. Yeah. Well, I guess that's one thing I've always had is I've, I'm a fairly motivated person. Which um, you know, no matter what sport, as I said, I'll I'll go. I'm, I'm all in sort of thing. So I still set myself a weekly plan in in training peaks. Um, you know, based on you know the you know same sort of four week cycle, and I'm working myself towards the sunny coast seventy point three and. I've been there and done it, and um, you know I've I've learned a lot over the last uh, you know ten odd years, and particularly.
especially in the last last few about you know the periodization side of things and and uh you know that's that's something I, I said a week but if i just went and just gone i'll go for a swim tomorrow i'll go for a bike on wednesday that's when it gets difficult but if you've got a set plan in front of you then you want to be ticking the boxes yeah there you go mm. so 70.3 is your next big race yeah yeah well <laughs> is that right yeah yeah i'm racing yeah. the sunny coast hopefully yeah okay so. all right and something like that for for people listening you know mm. what is that what is that in what does that race look like for you? Um, as in uh, distance-wise or me distance going out and having and, a crack? And, and yeah. also having a crack. Yeah. I mean, I've, I go out in every race and, and try and get the best out of myself at the end of the day. I'm not just going out to, to walk around. But, um, you know, the I've had some niggles over the over the years. And, um, you know, I've, uh, I'm just coming back from a bit of a calf drama as well, which is something that's plagued me my whole life through my footy days and uh, in triathlon. But it uh, seems to be every time I go off, off program, which... Rich, my coach, uh, says that uh, I just need to not go off program. That uh, I get these little niggles, but um, but yeah. So it, uh, yeah, I'll um, I'll train train hard over the next seven weeks and, and get myself in the best shape I can. Need yep. to drop a few kegs between now and then, but um, <laughs> to be competitive. But you know, I, I can go out and be competitive now. I believe, and and I think it's a mental game as well as as the physical, obviously. Yeah, and mm. and with that, you know, your age group's 35, 39? No, 40 to 44 now. Oh, no yeah, way! Yeah, yeah, so I turned 40 in January, so I'm in the big smoke now. Not, right. not that it gets any easier in the 40 to 44 category. I think they're faster. I think those guys are tough guys. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, so, so they're tough guys because they're going through, like, heading towards some midlife crisis. Yeah, that's right. they got something to prove. they got money to spend on big bikes and <laughs> disc wheels and, yeah. No, yeah. but it's uh, there's always the fast guys at the pointy end, at, uh, and there's there's it's one of the biggest biggest categories is the forty forty four. So, um, what would be your what's your best time at Malilabar that you've done in the past? In seventy point three. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, or what was your previous? Wow, I'm off the top of my head, I think it's uh, yeah four thirty or something along those lines. So, yeah. would yeah. you want? Are you wanting to? beat the 430 well i think it's um i think i'm a different athlete now than what i was then uh from a strategy standpoint you know i didn't go in with a lot of strategy back you know i haven't done the sunny coast for a few years now okay just kind of hasn't worked in with the program over with the ironman program over the last few years and you know that's something i'm i'm excited to go back and race the 70.3 because um i haven't uh, particularly on sunny cat malulba so stay tuned because Mm. obviously we'll probably see a sub 430 i hope so yeah yeah, I <laughs> mean, that's, give it a bit of a build up, but yeah, that's very exciting. And the kids are going to have a holiday on this one. Well, it's pretty close to home, so I probably don't need to. Yeah, it's one of those ones we end up just driving up for. So yeah, it's only half an hour from home. Fantastic, fantastic. Mm. Uh, so moving moving forward, uh, one of the new things that you've been kicking into, which is as you say, has been recent, mm. is the coaching side of things. Yeah, in terms of triathletes, or I'm you know maybe you're coaching runners, swimmers as well. Yeah, um, and cyclists, but. Um, can you can you share some more about the coaching side of things yeah, that you've got some, involved in? Some I've, I've really enjoyed. It's only been a been a couple of months. I've had probably yeah, three months with uh, with some athletes now, and you know I've had such a fantastic time over the last couple of years with uh, with Rich at uh, at T Zero and. And, um, you know, from a, from a development standpoint, for me as an athlete, you know, I've gone from being a, a 1030 Ironman to a, to a 919 Ironman. And, and uh, you know, I've, I never thought, all I went to him was with a, you know, I wanted to go sub 10. I went to him, I'd done 1015 and I said, listen, I want to go sub 10. He just sort of giggled. I'm like, what's, what's so funny? You know, he's just, it was laughable to him because he could see that I was, I was all in and that he could turn me into, into something. So, 
Um, so yeah, you know, like having all that experience through getting coached by him from a mental standpoint and a physical, um, I've, you know, I've taken that into coaching now, um, with T0. So, you know, now Rich, not only is my coach, he's also my coaching mentor. So, um, so yeah, so I've got four athletes and, uh, and they're all triathletes that I'm that I'm coaching at the moment. I've sort of held it at four because I don't want to um, extend out too far. I live a pretty busy life with uh, with my training and my work life. Um, but it's you know it's something I've I've really enjoyed so far. Um, you know, setting some goals for for some guys and you know, albeit that they're triathletes, all I've uh, had them do so far is run half marathons and marathons. So um, only this morning, a couple of them come across the line, so the jetty to jetty. But you know, it's something I'm I'm really passionate about and I, I'm looking forward to developing there. So with um with being a coach right now, mm. um, what do you think? Uh, that you, what have you picked up? First of all, because there's obviously information that's been transferable. But what have you picked up from Rich mm. along the way that's that's helped you even start to coach people and uh, for them to see some results? Yeah, I mean it's it's consistency. It's the it's the number one rule. Um, you know, there's uh, if you're consistent, you'll you'll see results. If you're yeah. doing the right uh, program, you're doing the right tra- type of training. Um, you'll see results, and I think um, those two things is you know being, you know, uh, doing the right the right training yeah. um, with consistency um, is is almost instant results. And um, you know, you, it's something that you know you get some people come in, they've come back after a break as well, and they expect you know to to see results like like that. And sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it's a, it is a steady process. Um, you know, and it's uh, the consistency, the just laying those layers on. Um, all of a sudden, you know, you're six months down the road, and you've you've just gone and belted a PB by 20, 30 minutes, sort of thing. So, you know, I think um, I think consistency is the biggest biggest thing that I've I've had in in my training, and that's the one thing that I've taken out, and I think I've surprised Rich. Um, from that standpoint as well, from a from a training standpoint, that I just just go get it done, you know, with uh, with what's going on in life, you just sort of make make time for it and, and get it done. So, but yeah, that uh, I think the mental games uh, the other thing that Rich has coached with me, and that's something I, you know, I'm passing on. Um, you know, it's uh, they the old saying, it's you know, ninety percent mental um, when you get to Ironman, and, and hey, you've done all the training, but you can be as the fittest man alive and, and go out and bomb an Ironman and and be walking the last twenty k. So. You know, that's that's the when times get tough, you need to have the head head there to get you through those times to get you back to the finish line. So absolutely, mm. how many days have you ridden your bike in the rain? Uh, lots. Yeah, I'd rather ride in the rain than ride on the wind trainer, to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, I find it a bit brain numbing, <laughs> but yeah. I did I did ride it a couple of times this week because I got down to threes and four degrees. I'm like, yeah, I might just <coughs> sit in the garage. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a bit um, chilly out there. Yeah, so but I'm not. I once again, you know, people get get uh, you know, oh, it's raining, can't go out. Oh, it's windy, can't go out. Well, that's that's what makes you hard. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, yeah. probably go back to that same moment talking about, mm. um, you know, being coached by mm. even Mary Jackson. Yep. You know, and the fact is, is like, where do you think you're gonna be on the uh, when you get out of the water, yeah, because you're going to be on that bike for four to six hours, yeah, sure. And during that time, it's going to be what time of the day? Yeah, maybe middle of the day. Sure, sure. You could be in the dead of the heat. Let's go train in the heat. Let's yeah, train. That's right. you know? yeah. Don't don't just run in the morning because yeah, you're not going right. to be on your bike in the morning. No, that's exactly right. If it's going to be raining in the afternoon, let's go ride in the rain. So yeah. you know you can control those yeah. elements by being part of that. Mm. That you know, which I think is a pretty cool aspect yeah. of being no, I, smart. I think the the other thing that I guess got me to where where I got to as well is I did a lot of training on my on my own. 
Um, you know, like uh, I had my great training mates of Nathan, Dan, and and we we did and my brother. We trained for for a few Ironmans together, and and we travelled around uh, having a, having a lot of fun doing it. <clears throat> you uh, talking about was, Jason, right? Yeah, yeah, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's a great guy, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty handy runner now too. He's run a couple of close to. He's nearly cracking the three hour mark. So wow. Well, yeah, but you know, training with those guys, we had we had so much fun getting it done as well, you know. But then uh, when I went to Rich, um, you know, my program kind of didn't fit in with what they were doing, so I ended up doing a lot of stuff by myself. And I I genuinely found that that uh, that made me strong, you know. Like when you're riding up the sunny coast and you come back into a blockhead wind the whole way, there's nowhere to hide. And it's exactly the same on race day. There's nowhere to hide on race day when that when that wind's at your head coming home from Poet Douglas into Cairns, you know. And that's what's got me to where where I am now. I think is you know that mental that mental strength of just going out and getting it done. Tough, mm. you're tough, tough. Will we ever will we ever see any more um, Kona? Um, I'd never say never. There's for sure. And uh, I had planned to go to Busso at the end of the year, but um, as a bit of a lead up to, to next year. Um, but it's uh, yeah, sort of off the cards now with with what's going on with with work and and we're just making you know the I guess the progress towards May next year. Um, and uh, for for the next big goal and and it's you know it it was one of those races that I I you know worked so hard to and I sort of uh, pull you up I did. I've done uh, uh, done ten Ironman with Kona being my tenth. You have pulled yeah, me up, yeah. thank you very much. And you need to pull me up, man. So yeah, cut me five yeah, Ironman yeah, yeah. short. Cut, cut that's your right. five short. We didn't count the first five. <laughs> yeah, did we? that's right. We're only talking the last yeah, five. Yeah. So you know, like uh, I got to uh, I worked so hard over particularly you know I mean the last six seven years, but um, but the last the last couple in particular, I've really you know gone all in and um, and had a real crack at it and and brought my times down a fair way uh, to be in the mix of the fast guys and tremendous. Mm. And Kona was never a you know it wasn't a it wasn't a lifetime dream for me. You know I didn't grow up thinking of Kona, but um, you know the more I got into the sport, the more I wanted it. So in mm. saying that, because that's what happens, the more you get into it, the more yeah. you want it. And, mm. and I think maybe that's a personality thing. Yeah, sure. Would you say? Yeah, Would 100%. It, yeah, like, some people have got no aspirations. <clears throat> they just want to get to the finish line, and that's fantastic also. Don't get me wrong. Um, but then, you know, like it, it sneaks up on you. You know, I thought I thought the finish line was all I wanted in my first one too, and then the second one, I reckon I can beat that time. And Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard people say, look, I just, yeah, I want to get to the finish line. Mm. But then once you've done that, then you mm. go – if you're really yeah. switched on yeah, as an sure. athlete and if you've got a background like you yeah. in, in there, you probably start questioning, oh, well, I probably could have done that a little bit quicker. Sure. My yeah, transition's yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. I screwed up when I was trying to do mm. nutrition. And yeah. all of that stuff plays uh, a crazy part. So that is the mental aspect yeah. of your game, which separates you from other yeah, people yeah. that just show up on the day. Yeah, sure. And it took, a, it took my second Ironman in Melbourne for me to get serious about it because I had a pretty tough day that day. Swam really well, rode you know, uh, around the five-hour mark, and um, and whether I pushed a bit too hard on the bike, I don't know. But um, it, uh, I got to the 10k mark on the run and started cramping, and I'm like, oh no, there's a long way to go. So, but we limped to the uh, limped to the finish line that day, and then you know went and got a bit more serious about things and started doing some testing and finding out more about my body and, and what it needed to to fuel, and and I've never looked back since uh, since doing those uh, those tests. So wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. So, are there any co-sponsors out there right now that are looking at you? Yeah. Well, um, I'm. I mean, I work with. Uh, I'm an athlete with Infinite yep. um, uh, Nutrition, and they've they've been fantastic. It's a you know it's been a product that I've used, you know, from from the early days, and then I had to tweak it up a little bit when I went and did that testing, and that's the beauty of it that it's all customized, and you can you can get that product to to suit what you need. 
Awesome. Mm. Well, this is actually Woolies uh, <laughs> mineral water. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, so yeah, moving moving forward, mm-hmm. um, there is a big goal that you've got coming up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you've set this up. I don't know if we just spoke about this earlier. Yeah. Um, but you've got something coming up, which you got the support of Mandy. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. And it's not an easy feat. No. It's the Ultraman. Yeah, sure. What does that consist of for somebody out there who does not know what Ultraman is? Yeah, so it's a it's a three day triathlon essentially. Yeah. Um, so the first day you swim ten kilometers. Um, in the ocean up in it's uh, the one I'm doing is in Noosa people don't um, even walk that distance. yeah sure yeah, and they hey we know that Noosa can be a bit choppy on a, on a crappy day yeah. too so there's a 10 kilometer swim which you have a, have someone with you in a, in a kayak just, now, in, just for, in case for anybody listening to this in the US 10Ks is 6.2 miles. If anybody <laughs> it doesn't sound fun, whichever way, whichever no, it way you put it. No. But, uh, but it's one of those things, um, you know, you just go out and go get it done. So you come out of the water after your 10K swim and you jump on the bike and you ride 140K through the, through the I guess, hinterland in Noosa. Um, and that's day one done. Nice. And you, you go and recover and go to sleep. And then we get up the next day and uh, there's a 280K ride on the second day. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a straight bike race on the second day. And then the third day, uh, you get up uh, hopefully with some sleep in your uh, in your in your corner, and um, and you run a double marathon, so 84, 84.4 k. So, wow. and that's basically from Noosa to Maroochydore, turn around and run on back. So, um, and do you know anything about times that people have been doing these ultramans? Um, yeah, oh, I mean, there's some freaks, and there's generally some uh, some professional athletes that have done it, like the guy that. Uh, that uh, won this year, and um, his name's Carl Reed. He ran a six twenty eight double marathon. So two, three, fourteen marathons, if you can get your head around that. Wow. So my fastest marathon off the bike in an Ironman's three nineteen, and he's run two, three, fourteens. So he's done it twice and five minutes faster. So blows my mind. So he's not coming back this year, which is fantastic. That's phenomenal. Um, so it gives yeah, you a so, chance. Yeah, that's it. But hey, it doesn't. You know, can't control who turns up. And I'd, I've had a good chat with Rich about the race. Um, beauty of having him in my corner. He's the current uh, world record holder for Ultraman. Um, and he's also the current world champion from last year as well. So, you know, he knows how to do it. And uh, it's, it's nice to have him uh, coaching me. And the whole family, they'll be out there as well, supporting you along the way. Yeah, and that's the beauty of the race is, you know, like Ironman's <laughs> such, a, such a lonely event as a, as a partner, I think. You know, you're on the sidelines, you disappear for four hours on the bike and you turn around, you see him again, then they go on again for another few hours. So, you know, it's um, uh, with uh, Ultraman, you actually have support crew with you. So Mandy will be with me the whole race, basically. So Excellent. Yeah. Now, just like in some of these big races, I, some of the stuff that always stands out in my mind, I keep hearing in my head, keep mm. on swimming, yeah, keep sure. on swimming. Yeah. I don't know who, uh, that was Mary Jackson used to say that yeah, to me, yeah, yeah. keep on swimming, <laughs> having a mantra. Yeah, sure. So uh, in terms of mantras, do you have any mantras that, you, that you've used in the past or even for Kona, yeah. mantras that you used out there on the course? Um, I mean, you, I like to break it down quite uh, into smaller chunks at the end of the day, and I think that's the thing you get with your training. Um, I've done that right since my first first Ironman was, you know, like you, you break the bike down into two laps, all of a sudden 90Ks doesn't sound like that far, you know. So if you look at it as a 180K ride, you, you know, you're 40Ks in going, how the hell am I going to get home? So, you know, breaking it down and then just, you know, reflecting on the training you've done, I suppose, and and, uh, and you find that it, it the time passes uh, quite nicely. So, but even swimming, you know, your your brain, and you do it in training as well as in racing. Your brain can drift, and you start thinking about different things. And yeah. <clears throat> okay, we'll stop on that point for a yeah, second because okay. I was just sitting there thinking when we talk about swimming. Yep. I mean, people follow that black line. Oh yeah. Right, and I think about um, 
you know what? That can be a very lonely moment mm. just sitting there swimming from one end and yeah, back and sure, forth all sure. over. How do you go through that? What's your mental game for if you know that you're going to go out and just swim 2,000 meters in the pool or 3,000 meters in the pool? Yeah. What, what is, um, do you have once a, again, it comes back to the motivation side of things. But, um, you know, it's uh, you know I, I always come back to thinking about breathing and technique, um, you know, because you can. That's the two things that fade in a race as well. And, and um, you know, you all of a sudden you're, uh, you're not, not getting the most out of your stroke. And if you do it in the pool and you keep pulling yourself back in the pool, then you, you're more than likely going to do it in race day. And that's where all habits are created is in, in training. And that's what you take to the, to the race paddock at the end of the day. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, um, it, it's going to be some interesting times in the pool over the next bit. Like I'm swimming 3K sets at the moment just because that's, that's the distance. And I'm like, you know, that's a cute warm up when I you know, get to this Ultraman training, when I've got to go and train to swim yeah. 10K. So, um, so yeah, there's going to be some interesting uh, challenges ahead in the, in the pool. And it'll be a different mindset, I think, to go out and do a 7, 8K swim set as well. So well, Your swimming's obviously come a long way, man. I, I think I saw it even the other day on Strava where yeah. some people like to hide their stuff on yeah. Strava. They don't want to be known. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. I saw, I saw, I think you did a 3K swim set that was like... Um, Yes. 47 minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had a, it was a 50 set and the, the pool was pulled into 25 meters. So, that's, uh, they'd shorten the pool to 25 meters. So, it, uh, that, the, the tumble turns on a 25 meter pool gets you, get your pace down a little bit. But, <laughs> hey, I'm swimming well. I've sort of got myself to a point. You know, there's, uh, there's a coach in the T0 crew that I'm going to go spend some time with yep. um, that uh, did wonders for Rich because Rich wasn't the strongest of swimmers either. And uh, this lady, Lisa Spink, is going to, I'm um, going to try and catch her. She doesn't know that yet, but um, I'm going to try and catch up with her in the next little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to see if she can she can help me you know, take it to that next level I suppose. Awesome, mm. awesome. So Ultraman, yeah. look out for that. And how much time do we have before you before you line up for that? Race? Uh, so it's in May. Uh, it's the second weekend of May. So it's the weekend after Port Macquarie Ironman. So yeah. there's some crazy people that go and do both. Is, are you doing that? <laughs> no, God, no. No? No, so no. It's, it's amazing. The training, you know, that's what we're talking about is it's totally, <clears throat> totally different ball game. You know, it's running off the bike isn't a thing, you know, because you don't do it in the race. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's, it's, different, it's different training to what I've done in the past, which I'm excited about. One of the guys that was, uh, that was the first guy on here, Mark Smoothie. Oh, yes. Um, he, uh, he re- it must have been last year. He mm-hmm. went over to Europe and he did three Ironman in yeah. three weekends. Wow. Um, no but she hadn't done before, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. done, he's done, and this was what blew me away. He's done 50 Ironman events. Yeah, he's amazing. done Kona three times. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that, uh, when he came back and mm. it's since, since, uh, starting Ironman over the last, I don't know how many years, mm. his times have got slower and slower and slower, yeah. but he went over to do these three Ironman events yeah. over three weekends yeah. and he had his fastest Ironman by his second Ironman or his third, yeah, because it was right? just yeah, just doing the getting it done. Yeah, getting it done, but it it it, it was uh, surprising. The body just mm. the body adjusted. Yeah, sure. And it's that's like what, yeah. yeah, the body just got used to it. Like, oh, you're yeah. gonna do this. Let's do this. Yeah, sure. You know, and and yeah. so to all those people out there that are probably sitting on the couch watching yeah. this, yeah, thinking, oh, I could never do what this guy's done. He's yeah. done all this stuff. How do you start? How do you start? I mean, how do you talk to somebody like that about? Yeah, you know, well, I mean, it's, you're... you can, you can, you know. Obviously, get the get the help of a coach, but I think it's, um, you know, joining uh, joining a, a club or joining a group, whether it be a run group or a swim group or a triathlon club or whatever, and you know, meeting like-minded people and finding someone to train with, someone that you can meet at the coffee shop and and ride from there and then catch up afterwards. I think. It's such a such an important part is uh, you know having having people to do it with it 
early on as yep. particular, you know, getting getting the knowledge because you can't just go in and you don't know what you don't know at the end of the day. So there's always people, in, particularly in triathlon, I've found it changed my, my life to a point that I think I've become a bit more of a compassionate person and uh, being around all the people that are involved in the clubs and the likes. And, you know, I think that's something that everyone's willing to help each other and that can come to race day as well. You know, whenever you're on the side of the road with a flat tyre, someone's always willing to give up a gas canister to, to help you out sort of thing. So... I think that's you know that's an important part is is taking someone on the journey with you maybe or you know finding someone to to get in in amongst their uh, their training as well. Very cool. There's plenty of groups out there. Yeah, there mm. are, and that's and we were talking about that before we kicked off was mm. that, um, you know the clubs you just got to get involved mm. and let the club take you as far as you want to go. Yeah, hundred percent. Before you ultimately decide, yeah. I need to. Maybe yep. look for an independent coach and actually get me to that next level. Yeah, sure. And, and I think that's yeah. They all have. I mean, every club has its has its uh, has its benchmark, and they they set themselves as whether they're a family club. And there's there's guys uh, there's clubs out there that don't have that family aspect. They're just pure pure <coughs> performance, you know. So and each to their own. You you put yourself in the right right place and and find that hole for yourself. I think the tribe. Mm. I think finding the tribe is important. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that, you know, like I can't imagine how many times we hung out before the pool actually opened up yeah. at, um, in North, North Lakes, Lakes. Yeah, yeah. you know, waiting for them to open up. And, yeah. and you know, you'd have 12 to 15 yeah. of us sitting out there talking yeah. shit to one yeah, another right. before we got in the pool. We were pretty good at that. We always knew yeah. who was going to be in which lane. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure. But hey, it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's a, it's a, it's a progression, right? Yeah, you man. Know, you, you can't start in lane five. If you are, you're, you're a freak. But, yeah, uh, that's exactly it. So uh, move, moving forward, uh, if people want to get in contact with you, because yep. I feel that you have a wealth of information, you have a, an amazing amount of information, just not yeah. from experience, but from where you are today, yeah. uh, from a decade ago, mm. how do people contact you? Um, well, I mean, you can cut, get me through Facebook if you like, or, or Strava. Um, you know, there's always options to, and I, I've met some great people uh, from around the world that uh, you know have been following a story and read my uh, yeah, read my race report that we've shared online or whatever it may be. And you know, there's um, you can contact me through the T Zero website as well. My my uh, coaching blogs, uh, coaching um, bio, sorry, is on on there. Cool. And uh, my email address is there as well. So, but yeah, it's a. Um, but do we have to wait? We have to wait for somebody to drop off out of the four athletes before we get <laughs> before we get put on to Shane Murphy. Well, yeah, I've kind of uh, kind of pulled uh, pulled that up a little bit because I'm yeah I live a pretty uh, busy life uh, with uh, with work. I'm uh, working with with the brand Asics and um, and uh, you know like with you know not giving up my family time as well as you know heading towards coaching or training. Sorry for Ultraman while still coaching a few athletes. I want to yep. make sure I can manage that and uh you know not uh i want to focus on on getting good at it as well um because it's a it's a it's a new journey for me it's not something i'm just going to get in and and be brilliant at but um, i've had a good time so far i think the athletes are enjoying their time with me and and it's something that you know i want to uh, keep, keep on learning i'm all i'm doing is listening to uh to uh, podcasts on the way to work now instead of <laughs> instead of the radio and reading books and you know i've done training picks courses and it's uh yeah, it's a different world for me but i'm, I'm really enjoying it so awesome so people yeah. can reach out and get in contact yeah, 100%, with you and, yeah. and i think that's important um and look shane is there anything that you want to um, we'll cap this thing off but is there anything that you want to share with the the wider audience out there um as far as you know what you can achieve or yeah. if you had to give one piece of advice how would you how would you leave it 
I think you, I mean, you got to set goals for yourself. It's hard to sling your legs over the bed at five o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning when it's freezing cold outside if you don't have something you're working towards. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your goals, you know, whether they're just to once again reach your first first finish line or you want to go and chase chase down a dream, um, you know, you, you can set them, set them pretty big to scare yourself a little bit as well because setting goals that are easily achievable aren't, uh, aren't going to probably get you the motivation that you need. But... You know, set some big goals and and, uh, and and go get them at the end of the day and, you know, find someone to help you get there if you if you need to. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty awesome, awesome ride. Awesome. Well, listen, Shane Murphy, thanks for being on the Attitude Series podcast. I know you got another episode in you. I'm looking forward <laughs> to the next journey with you sure. and the Ultraman coming up. So thanks for being awesome. on. Awesome. Thanks very much. All right, man. Cheers. <laughs>